0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good night to whoever you are. I'm just getting Good welcome back to We Are TPM. Uh, I'm with you this again this week. I'm Kyle Teixeira with John Teixeira here to talk to you about building wealth. And this week's topic is investing in success. Now, if at any point during this podcast or anything you hear from us interests you or you have more questions or you want to you know, just give us a call and discuss your options, uh, shoot us an email or... or First, you can give us a call at 817-818-9039, or you can shoot us an email at show me the money at weRTPM.com. You can also email us there if you want us to show you the money. I love that email
1: address. Can I say it real quick? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. What was show it again? me the money at weRTPM.com. I don't think the people in the back could hear you. Show me the money.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Don't forget it. So let's get into this week's topic.
1: John. What are we investing in? Success. That is correct. What and, does it take to invest in success? Well, what is success? Let's define it. You want to do that?
0: Uh, we can try. So, that I think the definition of success is is twofold, a case by case basis. It's the observer and you know the participant or whatever who you're talking about. So, I say measured on a case by case basis because it's really a measure of. Your goals being achieved um, is really a tr- the true measure of success because yep. everybody's everybody's view of what would make them successful should be different and
1: is. Gary Fee has a really simple way of doing this, but you said something on the way over here that was kind of interesting uh, that, that uh, was pretty thought-provoking. That my Maybe my measure of success for you or somebody else may not really be success for that particular person, right? Yeah, like I phrased it in,
0: uh, like, say you, you see somebody out in the world and say that they were successful at something. Uh, that's an assumption because truly without knowing what their goals were to get where they got, right? you don't know how successful they were. They could have failed, gave up on their goals and taken one route that got them to where they went. You know, you never know. Um, you can always ask that person, but... Uh, but so, it, it, in what I'm saying there is there's a combination of macro and micro goals, and what I mean by that is you're not a successful person if you set a just set a goal for this week and achieve it. You were a successful person that week. Um, the combination of macro and micro is how you can not only view yourself as successful, but you know accurately make that claim.
1: Hmm. So f-
0: different forecasts, a day, a week, a year, uh, uh, the time horizons matter um, because you could go through periods of success, um, periods of failure. Um, periods of failure can help you be more successful in the long run. That's, mm-hmm. it, it all ties together, but looking at it the right way and having the right mindset about it is so important that that's what we're, we're going to dive into here is really the mindset part of it.
1: All right, so if you don't mind, I'm gonna wrap up what is success the way Gary V does. Can I do that? Uh, Gary need Vee, to Ask him. Gary V is <laughs> Ga- Gary Vaynerchuk. I've been following Gary V for I don't know, probably like uh, eight to ten years, something like that. When he first came on the on the scene, um, uh, very inspirational to me, and I love his common sense and his simplicity and how he how he looks at life. Um, success to him is if you wake up in the morning and you're happy. Yeah. That's success. Like, do I want to wake up in the morning and get out of bed and I'm happy and I can't wait to get through my day and I went to bed that way, right? That's, that's success. I did what I wanted to do for as long as I wanted to do it today, right?
0: Yeah, your personal achievements matter. It ties me. A recent example, I'll use a big and recent example. I'd say Jeff Bezos, right? Uh, you could call him successful with what he's done with Amazon. I mean, he's...
1: You his know, business well, ventures are successful. His
0: business ventures are successful, and are arguably the richest person, one of the richest people in the world. But the point is, what were his personal goals? And some of them kind of just came to light. Like, He's did successful he want there to, too? Yeah, did he want to be the richest person in the, business ventures and all that stuff? Yes, he did. Um, but on a personal level, did he want to do that forever? Did he want to have those responsibilities forever, or did he want to give up? his CEO ship to go focus on space, you know, and focus, focus on his blue mood venture. That's his new goal. Um, It doesn't make him any less successful for stepping down as the CEO of Amazon. It makes him more successful because he's going towards a goal.
1: Okay. But if we tie this into what we're doing, what, what our podcast is about though, and we use your example, I'm going to use a different example. The CEO of Domino's, started Domino's, and fought through a whole bunch of trials and tribulations in the beginning. But his mindset, which is what we're about to talk about here, and his goal was to become the pizza king and to to create a pizza empire like McDonald's. Now, he ended up doing that, didn't he? So wouldn't you say that was a success? A lot like you're talking about Bezos also set out and did what he set out to do, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Both of them were put into a position after achieving that success to be able to change goals and change their purpose in life. Um, The CEO of Domino's about 10 years ago sold the company for a billion dollars, took his billion dollars and decided he was going to spread his wealth through Catholic charities for the rest of his life, Mm -hmm. right? That's his new purpose. Bezos' new purpose is to make mankind better by helping us you know get to the get to mars or wherever whatever he's trying to do but to your point you can achieve success and your goals can change and you can have a new level of success
0: Mm -hmm. yeah and it's important to know them and set them and uh shoot for the stars if you want to shoot for the stars the point is the only person who can prove you wrong is yourself um he wanted to use more examples, Elon Musk. Uh, you know he gets talked well, we're, about. We're a just lot, going but, out all the
1: big guys, aren't we? Well, we are, but, but his, well, we haven't even mentioned as far Zuckerberg as goals yet, go or... and, and getting
0: too far into success. <laughs> you could argue his story all day long on multiple, uh, you know, pieces and multiple ventures. But the point is, he put his money where his mouth is. Started companies that told him that he was told for years and were bashed for years that would never be successful. He invested his entire previous success into it. So um, I think that commitment we won't I won't get too far into those details, but the commitment towards his goals was shown
1: and now you can argue <coughs> they're succeeding. So, I tried really hard not to cough on you guys. Sorry about he that. He had a goal. I had a goal not to cough. Yeah. As I failed. <laughs> failed miserably. He's gonna try again. <laughs> All right. Well so so we have we've defined success, Kyle. What 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 else do we want to talk about? We want to talk about a better future?
0: Well, what is a better future? I mean, that's what everybody talks about, a better future. Um, That's just talk. It's just wants. You have to invest in it. You know, you got to go get those cough drops before you get here and make sure. you do. I did all those things. Sometimes it still doesn't work. That is true. Um, But yeah, wanting is one thing. Investing is another. So a better future comes with investing in it, not talking about it. What I mean by that is people could talk, you you could talk about your future all day long. It's in the future. If your present is still, if you're still doing the same thing in the present that you, you know, and and don't don't plan to change that at all, there's a high chance that your future won't be much different. So
1: my coach tells me all the time, my head coach, Tom Ferry, he tells me all the time, what got you here will not get you there. Did that sum up what you just said?
0: Yes, it's very simple, um, simple way to, to do it. So let's let's dive in a little bit more. So this let's have a conceptual conversation about resources, right? The world's about resources. Uh, your life has resources. Um, one of those or a few of those would be time, money, knowledge. Um, I'd argue networking. The internet is a tool that is a resource. Um, there's a plethora of them out there. Um, and whether you know it or not or intend to or not, you are always at pretty much all times during the day or during your life, you're investing these resources in one thing or another, whether it's your present or it's your future. To keep it very simple, um, you either invest them in your present or in
1: your future. It's kind of hard to invest resources in your past. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're it, it, No, it's not hard to invest resources <laughs> in your past. That's what depression is.
0: Yeah, yeah, that is true. But let's reel that back. That's not a yeah, different for today. topic. Okay, yeah. <laughs> all right, got it. Let's avoid the, that one because that is true. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I threw you off. But I mean, that, that seems very generic and very general, but it's not. You have time, you have money, you spend time on the internet, you spend time networking, it, whether you look at it as networking or not unless you're sitting in a bubble in your house, never talking to anybody, you are networking on a day-to-day basis. You are gaining knowledge on a day-to-day basis. You are using money on a day-to-day basis. You are using time. How you intentionally use those things is really what you have control of. Do you spend your time on the internet for present things? All day on TikTok for present things. I mean, TikTok can give you knowledge for, uh, the future knowledge to make your life better. But is that how you're using it? You do love TikTok. That's why I'm using it as an example. Um, But intentionally looking at all your time and seeing where is the rest of those resources being invested? What's your money being spent on? Present or future? Where's your knowledge being used? Present or future? Are you gaining more knowledge for the future or just for the present? Um, Are you networking to, um, you know, be smarter or get get resources, get connections? Um, or are you just networking to so, get popularity? I mean,
1: you know what, Kyle, you're, you're bringing up such good points. I love this. This is a great topic for us because you and I, you and I live this, don't we? Every day. And I want to remind people that the purpose, the, the reason why we're talking about this right now is because hopefully, Kyle, you and I sit here every week and we do this, Our goal, the reason why we sit here and do this is to inspire people to take some action to invest in real estate and start building wealth. Right now, what you're talking about is the day-to-day mindset to be able to do whatever your goal is. And if you've been inspired to build wealth with real estate, right, by our podcast or anybody else's podcast or in any other way, then what Kyle's talking about is absolutely a hundred percent mindset that you need to accomplish it.
0: it. It starts with intention. There's the basis of mm. this whole topic is is not holy, but it's partially intention. And we talk, we've talked about a lot of things over a lot of topics, um, and they're all about you know investing or or all the things you need to do to target this future that we're now talking about. Well, you don't just wake up one day and, or listen to this podcast and be like, I'm buying, or you may, but I I just bought a piece of rental property. That's not how it starts. It starts with the intention and the inspiration and the desire to make that move. And then you go make that move. So we've been telling you a lot about how to make moves or what moves to make, but you still have to start at a mindset of intention to do those things. And that's really what we're diving into.
1: And so. a good idea is only an idea until it's put into action. That is true. And it's worthless. <laughs> a billion dollar idea is not worth anything if nobody takes action toward it. It's true. It's just a dream at that point, right? Yep. <laughs> Dreams don't. So be- that's what we're going to talk about. How do we not just take action, but what's the mindset that you walk around with every day? You, let, let's talk about something, Kyle. You and I talked about this on the way over, how one of the things that innately you and I are pretty good at that a lot of people are not good at. You and I define this and call this the work hard, play hard, right? That's how we kind of sum up the way we operate. Um, should I tell a story I told you earlier? About, yeah. I was talking to my dad last night, and I was telling him about a trip I'm about to take, and he says to me, how are you going to get your work done? Why, why are you going? You know, it's like he's really old, old-fashioned, old-school kind of mentality. Like, why are you leaving? You're not going to get any work done. How are you going to make money? And, and I was talking to him in my office at uh, 8.30 at night. And I'm like, well, you know what, Dad? I'm working harder, you know, than than most of the people on this planet right now. And that's why I go do these things. I work hard all day, every day. I don't waste my time. I don't waste the resources that you talked about, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even look at my my tick as a waste of resources as long as I'm intentional about it, right? If I'm just sitting and looking at really stupid stuff, then fine, it's it's not good for me. But if I'm looking at great menus, inspiration, um, things to do, great places to go, that's feeding my brain with 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 something for me, for my future experiences, right? Yeah, because
0: it's all about living your life and, and looking at everything you do every day all the time and maybe just uh, the intention of what what's the value in what I'm doing, mm-hmm. right? What's the value in you going on a, on a trip um, for pleasure versus business? Well, the value is you can't work 24 hours a day, seven days a week for 57 years and be a sane person, we mm-hmm. know that. That's we right. we uh, acknowledge that. Where we pick and choose to work or play, and th- that's kind of how we describe it, is, is very simple. We don't leave a lot of in-between room, if any, um, because you're either working or you're playing. And those are very loosely defined things. But what you're working on doesn't have to just be you know businesses or your job. It could be your relationships. It could be your knowledge of... Uh, financial knowledge, or or whatever it is, Um, building on your relationship at home, making sure uh, you you make your connections good, whatever it is, you're working at something. Um, It's better than working or, or tacking away at something
1: <laughs> as long as it's working toward building that life that you want. Yeah.
0: It's, right. It's investing in your future and you want a future with great and strong relationships, a lot of money and great business and all this stuff. Then you spend your time investing in those things. Um, how, how you just, dis- this is a more high level. This is a more high level discussion than how you separate all of that. Uh but the point is that you do everything in your life with intention. If you go on this trip, I know, I know you very well. You know me very well. If we go on a personal trip, mm. um, we still work during all the interim parts. What do you do on a flight? Waste a bunch of time? No, I'm working on Help that flight. There, uh, It's was three hour drive there, working that whole time. <laughs> yeah. You know, when it's t- when I'm at, you know, front faced with the opportunity to now play as you defined it. That's what we do. The focus is on that because if you constantly have your intentional focus on, on those goals, um, you keep your sanity as part of it. So, cause I get asked that a lot. You work all the time. How do you, how do you do this? How do you keep yourself going and motivated and all that? And I'm like, I'm motivated by each step of the process. Um, going, going on a trip for pleasure motivates me to enjoy that in the moment and get back and hit it when I come back. Um, and right now, when, it, when when we are here and we are working, and which is pretty much all the time, we're investing in stability um, and our future. So, when you put the pieces in place to make sure you can go on that trip, that's another part about investing in uh, your present versus future. Um what I mean by that is we run businesses. So those businesses have to have pieces in place to make sure things don't topple when you walk away. Right. Um, that doesn't just come in time. You invested in your past a ton to make sure you can actually have a, a a different ratio of work hard, play hard, whether it started at 99% work, 1% play hard, and it can get and you're capable of getting it to 60, 40 or whatever. Um, That's conceptual. The point is you have that intention to invest in it at all points in
1: time. Okay, Kyle, that's – I love it. That starts with having a picture of what your – okay, I'm going to call your goals a picture of what you want your life to look at, right? Look like. What you want it to look like, right? What do I want my life to look like, my relationships, my business? Like what do I want people to say about me at my – at my memorial service, where, where do I, what am I working toward? Right? Because you only have this one life. That's it. Mm -hmm. Just one. And you only have one Tuesday or what day is it? It's Thursday, whatever day it is today. I only have one of today. It's gone as soon as it's done. Right. I'm never going to get this day back. I have a finite amount of time on this planet. Don't waste it. Right? That's kind of what this comes down to. So if you have an understanding of how you want to live out your life, I would like to, for instance, let's say I would like to spend, if I assume I'm going to live for a hundred years, I'd like to spend the last 25 to 30 of it with my wife traveling the world. What do I need to accomplish that? Well, money. I need to build up a some coffers of money or I need to build a great business like you and I are doing where you leverage yourself, right? So that you gradually gain more time over, you know, over the course of time. That's why we work so hard. We're working toward things like that. I just made up the traveling thing, but I mean, you know, you have to have a picture of what you want your life to look like all the way to the end and maybe five years from now, where do you want to be, right?
0: It's all about time horizons and it sounds really cliche, but yeah, you should have. what's. What do you want in six months, a year, five years, 10 years, 15 years, you know, because it, it sounds cliche to tell you to make all those different things, but they don't need to be very specific. But the point is they are they very be specific.
1: They need to be specific and they need to be ingrained in your brain so that you live them every day in the ways that you just the ways you just described to us yes
0: yes i guess what i meant by not as specific is don't overwhelm yourself with being overly specific um it's you know it's like 15 years from now that's that's you should have specifics for every piece of what you mentioned but in a conceptual way not like my business needs to be making 15 million a year in by 15 years yes you could do that but how, what is Where'd you get that number? Why'd you get that number? Maybe
1: Maybe I should, maybe <laughs> I should clarify what I meant. Your short-term goals need to be specific. Yes. Your long-term yes. goals don't need to be specific because how you get to those long-term goals will change as you get there. As long as you understand what that picture looks like when you, at, at the end. And then to, reeling it back
0: to success. You know it's a success and you feel successful for achieving it, say it's 10 years from now. You only know that and only know it was a success if that goal was set. Otherwise, you're like, I think this is where I wanted to be. Um, so, because you're not looking back at anything.
1: Let's make some, let's, let's, let, Kyle, let's do, do this is fun. Let's do a fun exercise here. Let's do it. Let's, pertaining to, let's pretend for a moment that you and I or somebody else has inspired somebody to build wealth with real estate. And they live in a home. They own their own home. Um, They've had this idea. Maybe they've gone to a seminar. Now they're listening to some people on on podcasts or on the radio all the time. And they have this burning desire and they get it and they conceptually understand it, but they're not taking any action toward it, right? That's somebody that that's exactly what we're talking about. That's what most people do. Most people get into a routine where they come home, eat dinner, sit on the couch and watch three shows at night. That doesn't, that's not very productive, is it? That doesn't get you toward what you want. So then when you do that every single day for the rest of your life, where you end up is retiring on a pension. You never g- achieved those goals that you had for building wealth. Right. And, mm-hmm you don't have anything, you barely have enough money maybe to live out your life, or maybe your kids have to help you finish out your life, right? And, and you didn't leave anything for them as, you know, as a generational wealth type of thing where, where you left a legacy, Right. That's not what any of those people want when they get there, but that's where most how most people, that's what the road looks like for most of the population. And in reality, what you're telling me right now, Kyle, or what we're talking about, is every one of those people had choices with every moment of their day on how they spent it. And if they had been intentional about not wanting the end of their life look that way, and they understood what they needed to do to make sure it didn't look that way and they obsessed every moment of their day toward that goal the end would not have looked that way for them
0: did that yeah that no, makes sense i mean what you you know that kind of ties back to one of the it's kind re- of morbid
1: wasn't it but a
0: little bit but uh, <laughs> it's all about time i mentioned the first resource i keep mentioning is time the it's the most important one to this whole topic and to success, but it's also the only one you don't have any control over. It's either leveraged or it isn't. You but you can't get more of it and right. you know, you it's <laughs> and as as time goes on, you get less of it. You're guaranteed to get less of it. So you wait, can't wait, wait, get more wait, wait. You're it.
1: telling me Warren Buffett has the same number of minutes in a day that I do? Yes. No. But yeah. he's wealthy.
0: Yeah, he's still got the same amount of time.
1: And he has the same number of uh, days in a week? Yep, I, I believe there's seven. Are you sure? Trump, <laughs> Trump? I know Trump has at least eight days in a week, no? No, no. No? Maybe an extra one Bezos? Golf, but... No? Zuckerberg? <laughs> no, none of them?
0: Nope, we all get the same amount of time. We all
1: get the same amount of time, darn Now, you? we're
0: not all guaranteed the same amount of time, but what you have in a day-by-day basis is what you need to leverage. So we
1: just threw out a whole bunch of interesting names just for fun. We were we were just playing there and being funny. But when you look at the beginning for all those people and where they started, it makes you think about how much you can accomplish in this lifetime, which is kind of what we're talking about here.
0: Yeah, I mean, that is what <laughs> it is what we're talking about and it doesn't have to be the lifetime if those aren't your goals, right? You some people have the goals to do what you just described, and that's okay. That means you were successful in what you you wanted to achieve. Uh, your desires matter, um, but like you told me earlier, don't live your life; build it. Yep. And it's very it's very simple. Every day, just make sure you're investing in your future or your present in an intentional manner.
1: I have to give that quote. Um, I have to give that quote credit to where to where I heard it from. I got it from Matthew McConaughey. I don't know where he got it from, but. <laughs> That's where I got it. <laughs> he just speaks wonders, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> don't live your life, build it. You know what Kyle, what this people let's let's go to the other side of that. Let me ask you a question. We just we started this exercise of painting a picture of what it looks like when you don't do the things that you should do to get you toward those goals. If you're thinking about that person that I described at the beginning of that exercise that wants to build wealth with real estate. Let's be specific about that for a moment. What do you think that person should do to change their path so that they don't become what I described, but yet they become more like what they envision in their head?
0: I think the basis of this whole topic and the answer to your question is... Just the mindset, having the mindset to do that and intentionally create those goals is step one, um, because you need to paint the picture of what you're trying to achieve. Nobody can do it for you. My answer can't do it for you, um, because like you said earlier, if you don't wake up and you don't have happiness in your life, then the goals don't matter. This it's not a success. Uh, your goals and success needs to be, be uh, have you know, an asterisk at the end that says, while being happy or something, you know, hmm. uh, I got here and I'm happy. So I got here and a miserable
1: is not the definition. There's of a lot of miserable millionaires. Isn't there,
0: there is, and they're not going to, you know, they, and a lot of them get told they're successful and it's not a helpful thing to that psyche. Cause they look at it and they're like, I don't feel successful. Um, cause success isn't measured by money. It's not, it's commonly spoken about, like it's measured by money. Um,
1: but well, anyway. here's the reality. that's easy for some people to say. The reality is every we all need money, right? This we all true. need money to be able to live out our lives because that's the way our society is set up. Um, we need it to fund our dreams, right? And the point isn't that you should stop working and you should stop doing whatever you do, cleaning dishes, Digging ditches, whatever you're doing right now, that is not the point. The point is that you change the mindset, and you start t- making those small changes in your life to work toward what it is you want. Yeah, right? it's,
0: it's one step at a time. It's patience. Um, you know, you can't you can't rush success. Uh, you can try, but you know, success is built on failures. Success is built on. A lot of failures, nobody in the world that claims they're successful will ever tell you they never failed. Um, If they they do, they're not successful.
1: (laughs) Usually fail more than they
0: succeed. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's built on failures and you have to look at it that way. And some part of what I mean by that is say you set a goal to be at a certain place in a year. Um, And at the end of that year, you measure if you were successful at that goal. You missed the mark. You failed. You only got 80% to that goal. Hmm. That's a failure. But you're building on that and now you're 80% closer to that goal than you were a year before. That's still a success. My
1: coach does that <laughs> to me. He makes me set goals that are so astronomical. He says, "Well, if you don't get it and you just bear and you just come up short, you're not going to be unhappy about that, are you?" And I'm like, "Nope. I won't be." Well, when people get mad at it, we bring it back to Elon Musk. Elon
0: Musk like, "Oh, yeah, this will be done in 2 weeks." In 2 weeks he's like, Well, two weeks. And in two weeks, he's like, in two weeks, because he's being, he's setting very high goals for himself. He may be publicly speaking them and, you know, debates about that. But the point is, he's very optimistic about his timelines, which he gets crap for. But,
1: you know, if it happens and it rushes things and it gets it done. So, Kyle, optimistic. That's a good point. That's a, a good topic that ties into this a little bit, right? So, Um, Most people that are able to drive toward their vision for what they want for their life, toward their happiness, toward their success, are optimistic, right? It's very hard to be pessimistic. Now, I made a joke earlier about depression, and, and if anybody out there listening has ever dealt with depression, I have myself. I wasn't being flippant about that. I've dealt with it. I've had it in my family. I understand how serious that is. But when it comes to being pessimistic, it it focuses on the past, right? Mm -hmm. People that are pessimistic, people that are going through a depression-like state, whether it's severe or just a light one, they're usually focusing on the past. They're usually focusing on the experience that they've had. And that's what keeps us down. That's what keeps us guarded. And from taking the, not just, well, taking risks and being open to learning what we need to learn to get to where we need to go, right? Pessimism just, it holds us back so much. That's why, I don't know, Kyle, I think you're you're a lot like me in this sense that when I'm around pessimistic people, I if they're overly pessimistic i can't get away fast enough
0: well it's really the difference between betting on failure and betting on success i mean if you're optimistic about things you constantly bet on success in your own head if you're pessimistic you're betting on failure and hoping for success maybe um it's no way to do it you know you can't uh one thing you just said is is very true optimism leads to taking risks taking Mm -hmm. risks is how you get ahead in a lot of parts of life, um, without risks. And I'm not saying take risks across the board, but without risks, you, it's really hard to get ahead. And what I mean by risks is you taking a leap of faith, you taking, um, you going into the unknown in order to achieve your goals is commonly what has to be done. Uh, if you want to only operate in the certain, um, There's very little, it's very hard to achieve goals with with absolute certainty. And if that's your mark that you won't go below, then you're only going to achieve things that you certainly can, which write a list of everything you certainly can exceed without (laughs) zero chance of failure.
1: Those (laughs) same people look around in their world and they look at other people in their world and maybe even in their sphere and they go, gosh, I wish I could be more like them. Well, you could be more like them, but... You're just more guarded is a good word, right? More guarded about the your risk level. And as human beings, that's the way we're built. We're built to remember our experiences so that we protect ourselves from bad things that happen to us, right? And that's how we get our, that's how our character is built is through our experiences and our memory about those experiences. And then... We make decisions without even knowing it based on those experiences. And that's, I think, what being intentional, that's what we're talking about here, being intentional towards your, your goals or your vision of success, that's where that helps you get through that, right? To be able to get past that innate pessimism that, that our brains put us through.
0: Yeah, and a, and a lot of times it, it ties back to the resource of knowledge. Um, in, a, in a way, a lot of people don't see. A lot of pesticism and a lot of uh, con- uh, you know, being conservative about things or, or determining the worst-case scenario so you're not going to do it is is skewed by lack of knowledge. You could say um, this risk of doing this is too high, and this is my risk of what could happen, so I'm not gonna do it. Well, you're putting a lot of confidence in the fact that you can measure that correctly Mm -hmm. because you may not be measuring that correctly. That worst case that you defined as the worst case versus your best case, you may not have the knowledge to know that that's not even possible. Your worst case bar could be way higher. And what if you have a 90% chance of success and a 10% chance of failure? I don't need to define what I'm talking about. Most people would take that bet. That, that could be the reality. But what if your improper measure puts it at 80% chance of failure, 20% chance of success, and that's the reason you don't
1: do it. So so here's here's a great, here's a perfect example of what you just talked about, okay? I'm talking yesterday to somebody standing up in front of a crowd and telling us how a story about how they were going to buy a condo in Florida. Okay. And what stopped them from buying the condo in Florida was their fear of not being able to make enough revenue to cover their cost. And guess who's in their audience? John Teixeira, right? Like, <laughs> like I'm buying these things like faster than I can, as fast as I can get a hold of them because I know from my experience, So she made the decision, just like you said, based on her limited uh, – her, her guesses about, you know, her, the information she had, right? And she made some guesses about her worst case scenario and decided that she couldn't handle her worst case scenario. Where I'm sitting there and going, your worst case scenario is better than any investment opportunity you've <laughs> ever been involved in. But yes. I know that from experience. So it's easier for me, right? To make that snap decision when somebody says, hey, John, I got a condo for X number of dollars in this place. Do you want to buy it? I can make that decision right now. Yes, no, maybe. Because of the level of experience I have gives me the confidence to do that. She didn't have that. Mm -hmm. She didn't have somebody like me in her life or anybody that could help give her that experience. Mitigate your fears with facts, not guesses. That's
0: you know i've told some that last week and i mean it sounds very simple because it is if you have this if you're evaluating something you have fears of it right you want that best case scenario but your fears are of the worst case scenario well what are those dive into it because they're likely based on assumptions what are those fears like you just said the revenues how much revenue is this thing going to make what are my chances what are what is the uh, low end what's the high end what are these revenues actually otherwise you're just assuming and you're really talking yourself out of doing something for reasons that you don't know um, when the reasons of what it could get for you or you could achieve, you do know. So you're, you're, you're diving into the facts of your best case, but not the facts of your worst case. It's always a recipe for disaster.
1: I love that we've tied this back to real estate, Kyle. I well, that's the whole point. I mean, then, tying
0: it back to your Orange Beach. Uh, we had uh you and me both had a conversation two weeks ago where it was about the similar thing. It was uh buying a Florida condo, um, loved all the best case scenarios and everything. The worst case Alabama, scenario Alabama. Well, this one was actually in Florida. But oh, okay. um But the worst case scenario, uh hesitation was the hurricanes and the damage from the hurricanes and the lost revenue from the hurricanes and all that. See, stuff. we've been through that worst we've case. We've been through that worst so case. that one and doesn't I, even scare was, us. That one was easy. And I was like, well, in that worst case, I had to file an insurance claim who paid for all the repairs and covered seven months of, of lost rent revenue and during that time, we had free use of our condo for seven months. It sounds horrible, doesn't it? <laughs> Hurricane Sally <laughs> so was right great. Well, uh. I'm staying there. So, yeah. I mean, it, it, and I'm not saying, you know, that ties back to other conversations. Make sure you protect your worst case. You know, we could have been stupid and not cared about what insurance policy or not paid right. the extra hundred bucks a that's month to right. make sure we had that worst case covered. But that's where knowledge comes in. Um, making sure you protect your worst case, don't fear it and, and worry about it constantly.
1: So that's what we help people do every day, isn't it, Kyle? When people come to us that don't know and they say, what can I do? How much can I expect to revenue if I rent my home? How much can I expect revenue if I buy this this to, to do Airbnb or short-term rental? We are able to give them that that certainty that you're talking about, that a more certain answer because of we have data with our experience where we're able to say, look, we have a home almost just like what you're thinking about doing, and this is what we get with it. This is the revenue, right? And we
0: focus on the optimistic points right. without ignoring the pessimistic ones. It's not that we ignore them. We just don't focus on them. We know the facts of them. We have your answers for them. That's not the focus. The focus is the optimistic reality that you can achieve. So, and it's huge. I mean, and even even the middle people who need need a little bit more protection for their own well-being, uh, there's there's always optimistic ways of doing that. You know, if you're revenueing five grand a month and your biggest concern in the world is that some hurricane hits and you have a five thousand dollar assessment, then sure, sacrifice one month of revenue, put it in the bank, and then enjoy the rest and, and Five years of hurricane hits, you got that five years ago
1: and now you got We we hang on to a six month reserve for that reason, don't we? Just for that very reason right there. So it's up to
0: the owners. (coughs) Not everybody does.
1: Not everybody does, but that's some are riskier than others. That's that's how you that's how you hedge right your risk as, as much as you can. So all right, Kyle. So we've we've had a lot of great discussion about defining success, about your resources, how not to waste your time, money, um, and your educational opportunities. Right? Um, how not to waste those resources? How to best use them? Right? So. What do we do? What what does our future look like? If we decide this is what we want to do, I'm not going to waste my resources anymore. What does that mean? What do I what, what do I do? You need to figure that out. You need to d- What if what if my goal is to um, what if my goal is to buy, you know what? I need 14 houses to replace my income so I can sit on a beach.
0: Then you decide what it takes to get the first house. That's right. And what you would need to do after getting that first house and stabilizing your financial ability to get the second house. And then once you have two houses, how that revenue affects how you would be able to get a third house. And then at that point, you might want to start looking into bulk investing loans and seeing how that can help you acquire the whole 14 or whatever number you used. But the point is, what I just said, doesn't have to be your step-by-step process, but the point is there's a step-by-step process that you need to look at, decide, constantly revise if you need to, um, constantly make better. If it's worse than your forecast, then you need to revise it to
1: to that. And the first few steps are the hardest always in anything that we do, right? Like think about when you start working out, you start a workout program, man, those first few days to get up and go to that workout program are definitely the hardest. But when you persevere through it every day, a year down the road, it becomes part of your routine. It's not so hard to get up and do it. Your body's not fighting you so much. Your brain is not fighting you so much because you've programmed yourself. It's easy I heard, um, I think it was Warren Buffett said, um, the first million we talked. I think we talked about this in the past podcast. The first million dollars that you make is the easy is the hardest to make. the The second million is still hard, but a lot easier to make than the first million, partly because of the things we're talking about. What it Leverage. takes to become that to get that first million requires you to change how you think about your resources, how you go through your day. And by you doing that makes your second million a lot easier. Because through that first million, you had to learn that, right? You had to learn how to use my resources. What resources do I need? What opportunities do I need to be looking toward? What distractions do I need to ignore?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And I I don't know whose quote this is, but I think it's very important for mindset. I think about it all the time. Uh, Don't tell anyone what you're doing until it's done. And I'm not saying don't have accountability or you can't tell people your goals or any of that stuff. But what that means is you are accountable to yourself first and you don't need biases out in the world like, hey, I'm gonna tell everybody I'm gonna achieve this very specific short-term goal by this time or whatever. Your pressure is now on public opinion or if you've you know how you're gonna look if you don't achieve that goal or anything. That shouldn't be your focus. If you if that inspires you, sure, make that your focus. But the point of that statement is don't tell anybody what you're doing till it's done because you're busy doing it. You know you you can get that appreciation for what you're doing or, or what you did when it's done. I think done. that has
1: less, I think that has, yes, you're right. I think that has less to do with accountability, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to tell the people that you love, that you can trust, right? What you're doing and what your goals are so that they can help hold you accountable to doing it. But that's not what you meant. What you meant was don't, owe it to don't other talk people. about what you're doing when you haven't done it yet, right? Or there's no point in talking about what you're doing until it's done because other people are just going to poo poo you along the way. Yes.
0: And partially you need that. There shouldn't be that bias of like, okay, don't talk about what you're doing until it's done. There's a, if, if you're doing something and you know, Hey, this needs to change. I need to slightly revise this. I need to make a change here. This, this end goal, it's, it's beneficial now to change this end goal a little bit, maybe, better maybe reduce it whatever you're accountable to yourself to know what you're doing and when it's done so i think that bias can be a very big hindrance you know you you owe it your personal success is only owed to yourself um you should be accountable to yourself first having the accountability system behind everything else is up to you but if you're not the first person you're accountable to you're setting yourself up for failure so
1: Well, Kyle, I would say if we were to wrap this up, I would say um, it's important to, if, if you build that future, you need to take action toward it constantly, right? Yes. Don't waste your time, money, leverage. Don't waste your resources that you have and constantly make moves toward that goal. With that goal in mind. And, you know, how many times do you watch people do just the opposite? Do things that take them farther away from what they say they want? Mm -hmm. Because people don't think in terms of, are the actions I'm taking right now, are whatever I'm doing right now, bringing me to my goals or not? Sounds like
0: you're saying you're either, in your head, you're always either giving yourself excuses or giving yourself inspiration.
1: You know? What is Solitaire? Why does Solitaire exist? It's a good game. It's a good... It, it kills time, doesn't it? It does kill time. Yep. It trains the brain a little bit too, though.
0: A little bit. Depends how you look at it, from an optimistic view or a <laughs> pessimistic view. I mean, that's really what it's about. So to simplify, you know, really all of this is at all points, at all times, you're investing in your present or in your future. Not saying it's okay or not okay to at any point in time do one or the other, but the acknowledgement that you're always doing one or the other is step one. Step two is figuring out how you want to separate that ratio.
1: Yeah. Well, I would say that if you have a vision or a goal to build wealth with real estate, that we would be a great team to talk to about about helping you figure out what those steps are so that you can help change your mindset toward um, toward achieving those steps toward achieving those particular steps that are going to get you to that goal right
0: definitely definitely and what's the email if they want to email us about that show me the money at we <laughs> dot com. or give us a call at 818 one seven eight one eight nine zero three nine. And, and a big ass disclaimer after that with a bunch of things you can't hear. So no. that Steve will say at the end of this podcast, we
1: will get in. <laughs> hey, Kyle, really good topic. I love it. We went, we, we went a little high level today. Right. Yep. And, and we went mindset and that's hard to do sometimes. Um, I love listening to the, I listen to so many different people on a regular basis. I love listening to these guys that are able to articulate what we just did in like a sentence or two. Right. <laughs> yeah. That'll make you mad. Um, but it's also fun to expand on it a little bit and just talk about it and, and get people, you know, thinking about how do you go about your day? How do you perceive your life? How do you perceive the hour that God has given you right, right now? Um, because that might be all you have left, right? Mm-hmm. I I assume I'm going to be here for another forty to fifty years, but I might be here for another forty to fifty minutes. I really don't have control over that. One thing I do know, whether it's forty or fifty minutes or forty or fifty years, when I get to the end, I'm gonna know. I'm gonna know that I didn't waste any of it. Mm-hmm. I didn't waste any more than I wanted to waste, right? And I'm not talking about sitting on a beach with a Corona and a lime in the top, that's not wasting anything. That's enjoying life. That's enjoying God's cre- uh, creation. That's enjoying the the life that you've built with the people that you love, hopefully, right? That's not what we're talking about here.
0: Well, it's it's, yeah. I mean, when you talk about your future and you set goals in the future and you target all these things, you also have to jump all the way forward and look back, you know? Here's my 15-year, 20, 30-year goal. Okay, well, let's go to the end, right? Wherever that may be, you don't know. But if I look back at these all these goals that I just set, oh well, do I look at them differently or are they actually what I want? So you look at them from here, whatever that end, ultimate end is, you, know, you can't know that, but will you be happy with the goals you set and where you put all your time and all that stuff? So yeah.
1: I think that's important. Um,
0: just as important. As your future,
1: and you live that out. Um, You're still a very young man in in terms of society, um, and compared to other uh, men of your age, you have more. You have more ambition. You have more things. You have more. You are much farther along toward your goals than most young men your age because you've had that mindset for so long.
0: Yes, but I think that is a – tying into what you just said, I think that can be a biased uh, way to look at it too because, sure, age is a number, right? But you can t- give yourself the excuse that, you know, I'm this young and blah, 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 because a lot of people do. But – and ignore the fact that I started this process seven years, you know, not – I don't even know at this point. 17, but 16 I, think, yeah. I was 16 yep. when I decided yep. to go – Afterlife with a lot of these intentions didn't come in a day, didn't come yep. in a year, didn't come in a that's couple right. of years. You know, the grind people, a lot of people like to talk about grinding. Grinding usually takes way longer of grinding on the front end than it does over time. So, that's right. Um, and you usually only end up sitting in a room talking about this kind of stuff on a podcast way further down the road. That's right. Um, so, just saying, age isn't the number, it's how far down the road you get.
1: Well, on that note, let's wrap this up. You want to? You want to? You want to do it again? I'm at of. I thought I'm we already wrapped it paper. up once, but
0: that's yeah. huh? <laughs> it. I'm at a wrapping paper. You're Got a wrapping
1: paper? Yeah, you got a wrap right, for us today. Yeah, give our, Give our phone number and, and email address again. I'll let you do it. If you
0: want to call TPM, eight one seven eight one eight nine zero three nine. That's my best rap right there. <laughs> <laughs> that was a rap. Yeah, sure. We should have put a beat behind it. All right. Well, invest in your future, people, and you can do that. Next next podcast that will be in the future by listening to us. Thank you for tuning in.
1: Kyle and John Kashera. Out. We out. We are two PM.